Hi, good morning everyone. Greetings from Berk. My name is Albert. I will be taking our lesson. Final lesson for this quarter, lesson number 13. And the lesson is Israel uh, finally in, arrived in Egypt. It's amazing as we discover this uh, quarter's lesson, we come to discover the content of, of Genesis. And, and this, this, this week's lesson is, is all about the climax of Genesis or the journey from creation to Joseph in Egypt. Before I begin, I'd like to, to start with a word of prayer. Awesome God, we thank you so much for this time that we can unpack this quarter's lesson 13 on Israel's final destination that, uh, that they arrive in Egypt. Lord, I pray as we discover this lesson, I pray that you inspire us and help us as we summarize this lesson for this quarter. Give me wisdom and inspire me the same way you inspire the prophets who write your word and every one of us who listen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Our lesson is to rise the lesson for this quarter. I believe that we have all studied the lesson, including this week's lesson. Israel in Egypt. But I just want to summarize in the way that I find it very exciting. This lesson's quarter's lesson talks about the creation and lesson two, it talks about the fall. So now we see that just after creation, there comes the fall and then Cain and his legacy. And then here comes the flood. Lesson number five, all nations and the people experience. Lesson number six is the roots of Abraham. Number seven, the government with Abraham. And then number eight is the promise. And lesson number nine is Jacob, the sub-planter. And number 10 is, uh, lesson 10 is uh, when Jacob became Israel. And number 11 is Joseph, the master of dreams. And then Joseph became the prince of Egypt and Israel in Egypt. So I come to discover that since creation, it has not been easy, all right? We are human, we have our failures. We come to some very bad experience and, and we see the first scene was murder when, when Cain murdered his brother Abel. And then we see the flood that God destroyed the world and, and we come to see a lot of challenges after another. So it makes me come to think about our life experience today. We went through a lot as well and it's not been easy since from creation. This lesson talks about Israel's arrival now in Egypt. Our memory verse is in Genesis 47 verse 27. So Israel went, so Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Kosan, and they had possessions there, and they grew and multiplied exceedingly. So now we see that after all this suffering and experiences, Jacob's sons lied to him about his favorite son, Joseph, until as a father, you think of the of the situation where you miss your own son and knowing that he has been killed. It must not have been easy for Joseph, for Jacob. Genesis 46, it talks about when Jacob leaves his place in Canaan. He is full of hope, the assurance that he will no longer be hungry and the good news that Joseph is still alive must have given him the momentum that he needed to leave for the promised land. So Jacob's departure echoes the experience of Abraham. Though in Abraham's case, he was heading to the promised land, Jacob hears the same promise Abraham had from God, namely that he will make him a great nation. Right? God calls here is also reminiscent of God's covenant with Abraham. In both occasions, God uses the same reassuring words, do not fear. All right? So 
we see that it it starts with a very painful experience for Jacob. All right, we understand Jacob and Esau, they come from suffering and pain. Jacob deceived his brother Esau and he become miserable until he repent from his sin and he became Israel. And then now we see that his sons have done something very deceivable of deceiving him by lying to him that Joseph was killed by an animal. So we see a lot of pain and suffering. And, and I want to encourage us that sometimes we expect easy times. No one wants to be in any situation where it's heartbreaking and full of pain. I want to read Psalms 8, verse 3 and 4. It say, David says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? So, families, we see that we live in a fallen world of problems. There's a lot of unfairness, a lot of hurt, a lot of brokenness. But we have to understand that God doesn't leave us alone. David says, when I look up to the heavens and I saw the fingers of God, it's beyond imagination. What is man that you are mindful of him? Families, I want to encourage us that even though the Israelites were going through a lot of challenges and problems, but they have hope that they will enter the promised land. And God is promising us the same as well. Paul, he was going through his own miserable experience as well. And he said in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 9, Paul said, Another messenger of Satan tormented me, and I pleaded, I prayed three times, but heaven was silent. But then he said to me in verse 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Psalms 37 verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Family, God is faithful. God is faithful, even though at times when we are faithless, when Joseph brothers were faithless, God was still faithful, right? And this verse is saying that we need to trust him. Psalms 37.3. We need to trust in the Lord. Do good. Dwell in the land and feed on God's faithfulness. Families. Joshua, when he was about to depart, he took all the leaders of Israel to the mountain. And he said in Joshua 23 verse 14, he was charged, charging them. Joshua said, Behold, this day I am going, I am taking you all the way of, to all the earth. And you knowing in all your hearts that in all your soul that not one of God's promise has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. Now Joshua was touching all the leaders of Israel. He said that you have seen it. I can take you. We can go around the world. I can assure you that you will never find that one of God's promise has failed. God is faithful to keep all his promises even though if sometimes in life situation that doesn't make sense, we need to keep on trusting in God. Life doesn't make sense for Joseph. Life doesn't make sense for Jacob. But they continue to hold fast to Jesus. Because even though if it doesn't make sense in our human perspective, God asks us to every question that we ask in life. When God is going to do something wonderful, it will always begin with difficulty. Let me say it one more time, families. When God is going to do something wonderful, it begins with difficulty, all right? Every miracle that if we follow it closely begins with a lot of stress, a lot of mess, but it ends into something beautiful. Every miracle followed closely in the Bible begins with giant mess. Now let me tell you some of them. Sarah, after endured 90 years of frustrating humiliation of penis, 
before a miracle baby Isaac was born. Moses was leading a million of slaves to their slaughter at the hands of Pharaoh and his chariots before the Red Sea opened, allowing them to pass through on dry land. Thousands of people are to grow weary and tired and angry before Jesus multiplied two feasts and five bread enough for all of them to feast on. The widow and her son are to be starving ahead of an unlimited bin of flour and an ending jar of oil. Yet the flour and the oil both ran out when they no longer needed it. Daniel had to be thrown into the lion's den before he could be spared from even a scratch from the lion. Satrach, Misak, and Abednego were thrown into a fire furnace prior to being protected so completely by the Son of God that no one could even smell a smoke on each one of them. But Demius had to experience a lifetime of blindness prior to experiencing the great physician's healing touch. Wow! Jesus never would have had to free the man in the tombs from a legion of demons if the man had not been demonized in the first place. Whoa! The then lepers had to experience leprosy before experiencing the miracle of healing. Peter had to go to prison before the angel could unlock his chain and set him free. Prior to the amazing earthquake that opened the heart of the Philippian jailer, Paul and Silas had to go to jail first. Lazarus had to die before he could be raised from the dead. So did Jesus as well. Families, we had to go through challenges, persecutions, all kinds of trials. But I want to remind you that you must consider it pure joy. Don't take it in a negative way. Be positive because, like I said before, before God do something great, before God do something great, He allow us to go through some trials and some situations, some difficulties. James, James 1 verse 2, James said this. He says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. We have to understand, families, that God is more interested in our growth than our comfort. Let me say it one more time. God is more interested in our growth than our comfort. When we go through our sufferings and experiences in this day and age, this present life, we don't like it because no one wants to be in the shoes of suffering and pain. But we have to understand that James said we must consider it pure joy. Wow. When you go through suffering, you must be joyful to go through that suffering because God is more interested in growing us through suffering. God grow us through suffering families. When Joseph's brothers were apologizing to Joseph, Joseph said, no, you don't have to worry. You don't need to apologize. You intend to arm me, but God intended that I should suffer to save you and the world. That is Genesis 50, verse 20. Joseph said, no, brothers, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the past because you were intent to harm me, but God was in a process of leading me to save the world. Have you heard that word, no pain, no bell? If there would be no pain, there would be no bell. So as bells are some of the most beautiful, but also expensive jewels, right? Go to a jewelry shop, you will find that bells are very expensive. They are naturally yet incredibly smooth and perfectly round as you may not know but bells are product of pain bells are the product of pain all right a perfect precious bell is the product of an ill wound that is what makes a bell so precious now swindle observed that a tiny jewel 
of Baal was conceived through irritation, born of adversity, and nursed by adjustments. That's how Baals were formed. Baals can only be created by suffering. Aha! Had there be no pain, there would be no Baal. Wow! No wonder our heavenly home will have gates made of Baal. Revelation 21 verse 21. Revelation 21 verse 21. The twelve gates were twelve Baals. Each gate made of single Baal. Wow! Let me read it one more time. The twelve gates were twelve bells, each gate made of single bell. Now families, no wonder why you and me will enter the gates. The twelve gates were made of bell, because we, you and me, are being through adjustments, through irritation, so that we become the perfect person that God will develop a character in us, and then we will enter the gates of bell, the belly gates. Wow, Isaiah 48 verse 10. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. Let me read one more time. Isaiah 48 verse 10. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. The ministry of healings, page 471. The fact that we are called upon to endure trials shows that the Lord Jesus sees in us something precious which he desires to develop. That's the Ministry of Healing, page 471. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Families, that is the work that Joseph worked. That is the faith that worked as well. They walk by faith. They have hope through sufferings and trials. They look forward for something better. The same faith of Moses. When he was in, in Egypt, he looked beyond and he was refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh because he wants to be in the palace of God's kingdom. So we have to walk by faith, not by sight. So what do we need to do? Luke 17 verse 5, we need to pray the prayers of the apostles. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Families, when we go through trials and persecutions, we don't need to pray for God to take away trials and circumstances in life. We need to pray that God increase my faith so that I can go through this, oh God. Because God will develop our character through every situation, in every circumstances. Therefore, the disciples said, Lord, please increase our faith. So what is the goal of our faith? First Peter first 1, 8 and 9. Though now you do not see him yet, believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible, and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of our souls. So, families, the goal of our faith is the salvation of our souls. Faith is trusting God in every experience of our life. In spite of all life's heartaches and sorrows, God's plan for us will succeed, families. Not until the brightness of His coming fills the sky will our sorrows be over. But until that glorious day comes, families, we need to go on believing that God will fulfill all his promise to each one of us. Families, this problem that we go through will be hand soon. This fallen world will no longer exist because Jesus promised us the promised land where he says in Genesis, when he comes to take us in, when he says in Revelation, when he comes to take us home, there will be no more pain, no more suffering. Everything will be made new. There will be no more remembrance of the pain that you and me are going through right now. 
So my encouragement to all of us with the summary of this quarter's lesson is that life may be in chaos and a lot of challenges and some very unwelcoming situations. I want to encourage you. That is the story of Genesis. We have fallen. We have been through a lot of mess. But God will do something great and he will lead us into the promised land. C.S. Lewis says in one of his statements, he says, If a baby is angry, there is something such as food. If a duck needs a swim, there is something such as water. But if there is something that cannot meet the desires of our hearts, it is because we are made for another world. It is my prayer that you and me will remain faithful in every circumstances until that glorious day. It is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.